Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at Coors Field in downtown Denver, Colorado, the Marlins and the Rockies wrapped up a three-game weekend series. The Marlins were in salvage Sunday mode, and they needed to utilize a bullpen game against the lefty Kyle Freeland. Marlins had lost big in the first couple of games, looking to avoid that yesterday. With a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, three rough ball games for the Marlins at Coors Field in Denver. They get swept in a three-game series. Our final this afternoon, the Rockies 13 and the Marlins 8. Another big offensive explosion for Colorado. The Rockies with 34 runs on 41 hits, including 11 home runs in the three-game series. That was all done in 24 innings of batting. 11 home runs and 34 runs total in 24 innings. They scored Three or more runs in an inning seven times in this series with 26 of their 34 runs coming in those seven innings over the course of three games. Today, the Marlins jumped out first for the first time in this series. They took an early lead facing Kyle Freeland in the top of the first. Miguel Rojas led the game off with a double. For Miggy, it was career hit number 555 as a Marlin to tie J.T. Romuto for 14th place in Marlins franchise history. But there wasn't a lot of time to celebrate for Miggy because he was at second base, and Jesus Aguilar brought him home. It'll be a 2-1 Freeland. Checks Rojas now to the plate, and Aguilar hits him past the pitcher and into center field for a base hit. Miggy turns at third. He'll come home, and the Marlins strike first this afternoon. Two batters in. They go up 1-0 in Colorado. So after falling behind 11-0 in the fourth inning Friday night, and after falling behind 7-0 through five innings last night, today the Marlins... Struck first, but they wouldn't score again in the top of the first. And in the bottom of the first, the Rockies came right back against David Hess. Hess making his first start of the season. The 17th different pitcher to start a game for the Marlins this year. Marlins had never previously used more than 13 starters in any season. The 17 starters this year tie with the Mets for most in all of baseball. And while Hess got the first out, Rymel Tapia on a ground ball to third. That was about the final highlight in this ball game for Hess. Without a single to Ryan McMahon, he then hit Trevor Story with a pitch. Charlie Blackman bounced into a fielder's choice, putting men at first and third with two outs. They nearly doubled Blackman up at first base, but Hess couldn't quite get his foot to the bag. He came up just short, taking the throw on the return throw to first base on what could have been a 3-6-1 double play to end the inning. They didn't get the double play, though, and it immediately came back to hurt the Marlins because with two men on and two men out, C.J. Crone unloaded in this series yet again. Remember, Dewan Brazelton, a 
First round pick of the Rays going back. He's out of that same town, same high school. There's a high drive deep to left off Crohn's bat at the wall. Alfaro leaps, can't get it. It's into the first row, just barely got it out. And the Rockies on a three-run home run by Crone take a 3-1 lead in the bottom of the first. He's had a monster series, and we'll hear from him again. It was 3-1 into the second inning, and that's when uh, the day came to a close for David Hess. He allowed a leadoff hit to Garrett Hampson, and with a man on at first with nobody out, Dom Nunez, the Rockies catcher, stood in. Another 1-1, and Nunez hits a high drive deep to right. If it's fair, it's gone. It is fair, it is gone. And it's 5-1 Rockies for Colorado, home run number seven in the series. Rockies hit five in the ball game Friday night. Marlins kept them in the park last night, but two quick ones, and they weren't done in this one today. After the Nunez long ball, his seventh of the season, the pitcher Kyle Freeland singled the center. So man at first, still nobody out against Hess. And pinch hitter Connor Joe batted for Romel Tapia. 2-2 pitch is blasted to left, way back. Alfaro at the wall, he'll watch it sail. It's another home run, the second in the inning, the third of the ball game, the eighth of the weekend for the Rockies, who now lead it 7-1. So at that point, Hess was done, an inning plus, six hits, seven runs all earned, no walks or strikeouts, he hit a batter, allowed three homers, all that in the span of 29 pitches, 20 strikes. In three games in this series, Marlins starters, Sandy Alcantara, Jesus Luzardo, and David Hesco 0-3 with a 23.15 ERA. They combined to work nine and a third innings, surrendering 23 hits and 24 runs, six walks, three strikeouts, six homers, a lot by the Marlins starters in this series. Sean Gunther took over with nobody on, nobody out, and four runs in in that second inning. He set down the next three in succession, McMahon, Story, and Blackman, so the end of two was 7-1 Rockies. In the top of the third, Miguel Rojas was called out on a check swing strike three. He didn't like the call. He was ejected from the ball game by Mark Carlson, the first base umpire. So after the Marlins had scratched Jazz Chisholm prior to the start of the game due to flu-like symptoms, then they lost Miguel Rojas to the ejection. So they had to spend the bulk of the afternoon with Brian Anderson playing at shortstop today. Isan Diaz came into the game to play at third base with Joe Panic having started at second. It stayed 7-1 into the fourth inning as Gunther didn't allow a run in the third. He started the fourth. He walked the pitcher Kyle Freeland on four pitches. Freeland, though, was a race on a fielder's choice off the bat of Connor Joe. Joe then was a race on a fielder's choice off the bat of Ryan McMahon. So he had two outs with McMahon at first base when Trevor Story singled. Then Charlie Blackman worked a walk, and the bases were loaded for C.J. Crone. 3-1, that ball is driven, deep to left field, back goes Brinson, home run, grand slam, second of the day. It's the fourth long ball in the series for C.J. Crone, and the route is on, 11-1 Rockies. Crone went two for four with two homers, seven RBIs today. He finishes the three-game series against the Marlins going six for ten with a double, four homers, and 13 runs batted, and he scored seven runs for good measure. It was 11-1 at that point. Sean Gunther was done in his second big league outing, two and two-thirds innings, three hits, four runs, two walks, two strikeouts, and a long ball. Paul Campbell got out of the fourth inning. In the top of the fifth, Marlins trailing 11-1, finally broke through against Kyle Freeland a little bit. 
with two outs and nobody on. Isan Diaz singled. He went one for three today. Man on for Jesus Aguilar. Aguilar on 2-0, unloads. A high fly ball, deep left center. Joe's back at the wall, can't get it. It's off the wall, caroms to the center fielder. Hilliard runs it down. Aguilar's in at second base with a double. Isan's coming around third to score, and it's 11-2. Aguilar just missed a home run. Well, at that point, Magnarese Sierra fought with an infield hit, putting men at the corner. Sierra had come into the game after Jorge Alfaro left in the middle of an at-bat in the third inning with what we later learned was shortness of breath. So the Marlins were down another player today with Aguilar, uh, with uh, Alfaro rather leaving due to shortness of breath with Rojas ejected and Jazz Chisholm having been scratched in the original starting lineup with flu-like symptoms. At that point, men at the corners after the Sierra infield hit. And with two outs, Lewis Brinson kept the line moving. So Aguilar at third, Sierra at first, and Brinson bangs into right center field. That's going to fall in for a hit. Aguilar scores. Sierra's headed to third base. He'll be waved. He's coming home, and there won't be a throw. It's a two-run double for Lewis Brinson to make it 11-4. Brinson today continues his recent surge. He went two for four, single, a double, a walk, two RBIs. On the weekend, five out of nine against the Rockies, three doubles, a pair of RBIs. He's safely now in six of his last seven in that stretch, hitting 400, 10 for 25 with four doubles, a homer, nine RBIs, four multi-hit games in his last seven. So a good weekend, a good stretch here for Lewis Brinson. And at that point, through the end of the top of the fifth, the Marlins were down in this game 11-4. to Colorado would add to the lead in the seventh against Anthony Bender, a one-out solo home run by Sam Hilliard. Marlins, though, facing Ashton Goudeau in the eighth inning, would climb a little bit closer. Brian Anderson, a leadoff walk. Joe Panic a single. Two on, nobody out for the newcomer, the catcher, Alex Jackson. As first ball hitting, Jackson slams one to left and deep. Back goes Joe. He's at the wall. Goodbye. It's a three-run homer for Austin Jackson, and it's 12-7. Jackson with his second home run as a Marlin. He's got five RBIs now. Alex Jackson picked up in that deadline deal with the Braves, producing behind the plate and at the plate. And the Marlins were back within 12-7. to But uh, the Rockies in the eighth inning would get another solo home run from Connor Joe, his second long ball in the game. Joe, who had a four-RBI night last night, today comes off the bench, goes two for four, two homers, three RBIs. That long ball made it 13-7 to into the ninth inning. Ben Bowden came on to try to lock it down for the Rockies with the big lead, and the first man he faced was Jesus Aguilar. He was just three for his last 21 coming in. And there he drives a ball deep down the left field line. And that's a fair ball. He kept it just inside the foul pole. A home run for Aguilar, his 20th of the season. And it is 13-8. For Jesus Aguilar, a single, a double, and a homer. He also walked in this game three for four officially. The home run was his 20th. The three RBIs. Give him 79 on the year as he takes over the league lead. The three hits give him 99 on this season. So his next hit will be his 100th of the year to lead this team. It was 13 to 8, but that's as close as the Marlins would get in this ball game as Bowden would go on to slam the door in the ninth and the Rockies win this one by the final of 13 to 8. For Colorado, 13 runs on 12 hits, no errors. Two men left for the Marlins, eight runs, 11 hits, no errors. They strand seven. 
Kyle Freeland, the winning pitcher, he's 3-6. and six. He worked five innings, gave up four runs on seven hits with a walk and six Ks, 84 pitches, 59 strikes. David Hess, the starter and loser for the Marlins, an inning plus, six hits, seven runs, three homers, 29 pitches, 20 strikes. Hess is 2-2. Two and two. Time of the ballgame was three hours, six minutes. As the Rockies close out a 5-1 and one homestand, they took two out of three from the Cubs. They sweep three straight from the Marlins. Colorado improves to 51 and 61 in the season, now 38 and 21 at Coors Field. As for the Marlins, they've lost three straight, eight of 11 after starting 24 and 25. They are now 23 and 40 in their last 63 games. Miami 47 and 65 overall, 18 games under 500, and now 18 games under on the road at 20 and 38 with this setback. Their sixth straight loss at Coors Field, where they were swept in a three-game series in 2019. Swept in a three-game series here in Denver in 2021. It's the 10th time Marlins have been swept in a series in Denver, the ninth time at Coors Field. Again, it happened most recently in 2019. The Rockies win the season series four games to two, just their second season series win over the Marlins since the beginning of the 2009 season. Teams split the season series in 2011. The Rockies won it in 2019. Marlins are 10-2-1 in their last 13 season series now against Colorado, but they lose the season series this year four games out of six. And we mentioned the Marlins' issues on the mound in this series. The three starters, Alcantara, Luzardo, and Hess, 0-3 at 23.15 ERA. They allowed 24 runs on 23 hits in nine and a third innings. Six walks, three strikeouts only, six home runs allowed. Overall, Marlins pitchers, the starters and relievers combined in this series, a 12.75 earned run average, 24 innings, 41 hits, 34 runs all earned, 11 walks, 13 strikeouts. They hit four batters, give up 11 home runs, five in the game Friday night, six more in the game here today. The Marlins in their history have now allowed six home runs or more in a game only eight times ever. It's happened now twice this season. Club record, seven home runs allowed in a couple of games last year, 2021 game in Buffalo against the Blue Jays, the other in Atlanta against the Braves. So a rough weekend all the way around. Marlins lose to the Rockies today, 13-8. They're outscored 34-14 and losing all three games at Coors. Next stop, San Diego. Marlins pitchers struck out four in this game, and with... $25 going to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative for every strikeout recorded by the Marlins staff. That's a hundred that's $100 to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. Now 948Ks on the season and $23,660 overall from the Marlins Foundation to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. 13-8, the final score. Rockies beat the Marlins. Marlins are swept in Colorado, and that wraps up the season series between these two ball clubs. Let's check in with acting manager James Rousen afterwards. Sure thing, Jason. Hey, James, first of all, do you have any updates on Alfaro and Chisholm? Um, yeah, Georgia uh, uh, was kind of short of breath um, out there a little bit, so we wanted to be you know, precautious and take them out for uh, precautionary measures. Um, our training staff and that group are still kind of everybody's evaluating them right now and, and seeing what the next step is. But it was kind of just making sure we, we err on the side of caution with Georgie. He was just having a hard time breathing. So that was with him. And with Jazz, Jazz kind of uh, reported with, again, with flu-like symptoms and just wasn't feeling very well. So same thing. I mean, anytime these guys come in and they're not, if something's up or they're not feeling well, we're always going to err on the side of caution. So he, he wasn't available today for that reason, too. 
Do you expect both of them to be ready to go for tomorrow's game? Um, I think as we as we go back, I'm going to kind of let the training staff um, continue to evaluate and see what we're going to do, and then we'll talk through that and see if those guys are available. But right now, um, putting the focus more on just getting them getting them evaluated, making sure they're okay, and then go from there. So I don't have an answer right now about tomorrow until we kind of get back with our training staff and, and our medical team and see what they say. How difficult was it to manage this one with both Alfaro, Chisholm, out, and then Miggy getting tossed to the game and it being a bullpen game on top of it? Um, you know, I mean, it, it's definitely challenging um, to some extent because, you know, you don't have as many pieces out there to do some things. And it's, you know, the, the way the game was shaped up, there's sometimes there's some things maybe you would consider doing. But at the same time, it's like we say, every it's part of the game. Um, you know, Miggy's Maggie, situation was he, he got thrown out of the game, but, you know, he's competing. He's out there. He's fired up. He's trying to get us going and, and, and win a ball game out there. So you never, I'm never going to, um, you know, get down because of those things. I think we asked these guys to deal with challenges. So today was a chance for me to deal with some challenges out there. And, you know, these guys, they played well. They kept fighting. We, we fought to get through it. You know, we didn't win it. It's a tough series in Colorado, but, you know, it was challenging. But, you know, that's part of the game. You know, it's challenging for them to go out there and perform every night. So, you know, it's got to be challenging for us as well. And we have to step up to the plate when those challenges, those challenges hit. James, is there anything, um, is there anything that can be done? Like, uh, is there anything that you need to do in this type of situation, if anything at all, to, to get the guys ready to, to perform tomorrow? Or is that something that, you know, they just throw it away and tomorrow's another day? Um, I mean, the reality is that that's, that's what we have to do. You know, that's, that's, what the, that's what the game forces us to do. Everybody in that clubhouse is a professional. All those guys are there. Like, losses are not fun by any means. And nobody wants to go in there and win, especially when you're competing hard. I mean, but you can see at the end of this game, you know, there's a, there's a way of losing and, and there's a way of, you know, battling to the end. And, and, again, these guys never quit. They kept going. So, you know, it'll be tough. There's no doubt about it. Um, it's not easy to, to kind of lose these games because you're, you're laying everything out on the line. And they did that. But, you know, we're going we're gonna, to tomorrow's, – tomorrow's game is coming. You know, like, you know, and it's going to be here sooner or later and, and it's going to be the first inning and we're going to have to rebound and go out there and try to forget this one and get to the next one. So sometimes it's tougher to do, but the reality is whatever it takes for each guy to do that individually, players, staff and everybody included, we got to get to that next game and be ready to play the next one. So, you know, this one's over again. We'll analyze it. We'll think through it. They will. I will. And we'll be ready tomorrow um, in San Diego. Jordan. Yeah, hey James. With Miggy, what was your reaction when you see him going toward first base after the calls made? I mean, he's a guy who, for you guys, usually doesn't do some stuff of that nature. Just what was your reaction? What were you trying to make sure you do to make sure things didn't escalate even more on that end? Yeah, you know, I mean, I know he plays with passion, you know, and I know, you know, the circumstances we we're in today, and and he's fighting, and you know, he's he's one of the leaders of this team and the leaders on this team, and you know, he's going in there to compete and try to get us going and win some games and. You know, Miggy knows that we're going to fight to the end. So that was that was his emotion showing. And, you know, that's what we love about him. You know, you love the fact that this guy plays with emotion. He goes out there to win. You know, he wants to do what it takes for the team to win. So he didn't agree with the call. And, you know, he wanted to get there. And, and that happens out there. You know, he didn't agree with that call. Um, didn't think he went. At least thought it should have been. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you know, looked at a little bit closer, I guess. But I think, you know, once he checked and said he went, he didn't think he went. I know there was a check swing the inning before that was close with Trevor. So there are a few things that kind of happened that probably got under his skin a little bit. It's part of the game, but my, my, my main focus of going out there was obviously to make sure, you know, order was there and, and nothing got out of hand. You know, Miggy's a pro. I never want um, his reputation to be tarnished in any way because this guy is, 
what you look for when you go out there. So I just wanted to go out there, kind of make sure he got his point across, keep things as, as cordial as you could, and, you know, and Mark handle it well and, and, and Miggy handle it well. So it's just part of the game. That's what happens. And you touched on this a little bit, but after you take three or four against the Mets and then you lose these three games the way they play, has morale shifted in any way in the clubhouse? And if so, what do you do to try to right the ship? And I think morale only shifts if, if you let it, right? If you can't if you can't evaluate and assess some of the things that happen and, and, and you don't have a way or you can't figure out how to move on to the next day, then all of a sudden, you know, morale shifts. But that's why you have to be accountable for your day-to-day process. You know, tomorrow's going to be a new day. We're, these guys will definitely take some time still at some point today, and they'll probably go through the process and, and see what they're doing and, and evaluate some things. But, you know, morale is, is what you make it. Like when we wake up tomorrow morning and we get ready to head to this ballpark, you know, I expect every player to, to have cleared this game and be ready to get to this next one and, and every coach and everybody involved to kind of be ready and have their same normal energy. Um, you can't let it weigh you down. You have to show up the next day. It has to be a new day. It's tough. That's why baseball's tough. It's a long season um, and, and, and some losses, especially when you lose a few times in a row, can wear on you if you let it. The challenge is to not let it. The challenge is to keep your energy up. And, you know, I plan on doing that and, and we'll pick each other up uh, tomorrow. And then one more for me, uh, 11 home runs given up by pit, your guys' pitchers this series. You guys haven't given up the long ball much this year. Is there anything that you saw over the three games in that aspect? You know, it's interesting. Um, you, you guys asked in the beginning of this series, you know, how are you going to, you know, Colorado and the stadium and things of that nature. You talked about it. And I, I think one of my answers was like, we'll play the games and we'll see. Well, you know, you kind of play the games here and you see there's definitely something different that happens. And, you know, our pitchers, you know, had to try to get used to a different circumstance. And it was tough. There were times it was tough for guys, for sure. Um, they've gained some experience. They've learned something coming out of here. Obviously, you come in here the next time, you're going to go, man, last time I pitched there, it was a little bit different. So I'm probably going to have to make some adjustments along the way, but you're going to make those due to the experience you have. So unfortunately, some of the experiences weren't positive for guys, but I do look for them to make the adjustments move forward. And as their careers go along, you know, they'll be able to do that. And I'm sure pitchers on the other side of the, the field, Rockies pitchers have had to learn the same thing at times they've had to learn how to pitch here and they pitch here more often and they've done a good job of adjusting to their ballpark. So it's part of it. It happens. Um, you know, so now we know, you know, especially myself, I'll say now I know too, that there's a little different um, maybe approach or something that happens when you come to this ballpark, because it, your pitching definitely doesn't, um, the pitchers don't do the same thing that they do when you're not here. Lewis, you have one? Yeah. Thanks Jason. Uh, James, can you talk a little bit, I know obviously a rough series this weekend in Colorado, but could you talk a little bit about what you've been seeing with Brinson and maybe what's been working for him over the past few games or so? I mean, it looks like he's finally starting to pick it up with the bat. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's all the hard, hard work he's putting in. Like I said, you know, I think there's something, there's something to do with the consistency of at bats that he's starting to get. And, and, and you gain confidence hitting. I mean, his swing is definitely improving, you know, so there's definite improvement in his swing. He's working short to the ball. He's working long through some pitches. Um, he's keeping the barrel in the zone a long time. You know, he's, he's made some, some adjustments that are really allowing him to see the ball well and put good swings on pitches. And when he does that, Lou can impact the baseball. I mean, you, we see how he can impact the baseball when he squares it up. So that part is just, you know, his growth and him continuing to grow as a hitter. It's good to see him get out there consistently and start to put some good games together in a row, but I expect that, you know, and I hope that as he continues to keep going, you know, this game is a game of adjustments. I expect pitchers to make adjustments um, moving forward and do some things and see where he's having success and make adjustments. And I expect him 
to then adjust back. So it'll it'll be interesting one for the rest of the year. But right now, I'm very happy with what um what Lou's done, the work he's put in, and he's able to go out there and have some success. James Ralston after the Marlins' 13 to eight loss to the Rockies, who improved to 51 and 61. The Marlins are 47 and 65. No rest for the weary. The Marlins are right back at it tonight. In San Diego against the Padres, Zach Thompson versus Joe Musgrove. It's a 10-10 first pitch. We're on the air at 940 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us in the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.